rising on an emerging generation of kings. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go there real quick. Ephesians 1 from verse 15 all the way to verse 22. Ephesians chapter 1, 15 to 20. Some of you remember that we went to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1 last week, and we spoke about the fact that after Jesus resurrected, that he began to speak to them many things pertaining the kingdom of God. And I had to make it very clear that the emphasis for some people have been the Old Testament, which is legalism, rituals, and, and all of those routines of the prophets and the law. And then there's the other extreme these days where the emphasis is just about the cross and Christ fiction resurrection the three days but when Jesus comes out of the grave he's not speaking about the law and the prophets he's not even speaking about the significance of the three days he's not speaking to them about the basics of justification and sanctification and when Paul teaches those things in Hebrews 6 it says let's leave the first principles let's leave the foundational things the things that Jesus spent 40 days showing himself alive and teaching were things pertaining to what Pertaining to what? The kingdom. The kingdom of God. So Jesus preached that message of the kingdom of God. Jesus preached the message of the kingdom of God before he died. He demonstrated the power of the kingdom of God through his death, burial, and resurrection. And then he preached the message of the kingdom of God after he was resurrected. Not somebody say it's all about the kingdom. It's the, what's the cross all about? What's the cross all about? What's justification all about? What's sanctification all about? What's the anointing all about? What's favor all about? What's authority all about? What's dominion all about? It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. And that's very important for all of us to realize. So, so the increase of his kingdom shall be no end. So he says to them in verse 8, now that I've taught you those things, you've got to understand that you will receive the power of that kingdom. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you will be a witness. You will be the proof that that kingdom is what it is. That that kingdom is not sequestered to my physical presence. Because if the kingdom were sequestered to my physical presence, it will be as weak as the empires of men. Why? Because concerning the empires of men, when the prime emperor is off the scene, does the kingdom start winning or not? Come on, somebody talk to me. Yeah. When the king, the big guy, when the biggest Caesar steps away from power or is buried, or the Egyptian pharaohs are embalmed in the pyramids, what happens after a while? The absence of their physical presence results in a crack in the empire. But Jesus is saying that my kingdom is superior to, to the kingdoms of men. I don't have to be physically here for my kingdom to keep growing. Are we seeing that now? I don't have to be physically here. I don't have to be. Jesus is not physically here today. But how many of you know that Jesus is here? <laughs> you guys are in doubt. How many of you know that Jesus is here this morning? How is Jesus here? How is Jesus here? In you, but by what? By his spirit. So he's here. And that's the power of the kingdom. 
Now, when Paul begins to write to the Ephesian church, he has to explain certain things to them so they get it. So he says in verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith, watch that now, in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, which means that your faith is okay, your love for the saints, that's great. But when I heard about it, guess what I did? I do not cease, from that point, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, so that what will happen? That the God, this great God, who's benevolent, who's merciful, who's loving, who's kind, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Somebody shout, my name is glory. Shout, my father is the father of glory. I am a child of glory. The father of glory may give to you, what? The spirit of wisdom. You see, this is, this is why people need to be very watchful and scholastic and uh, delineating the word of God. So I know that many people, you know, they say, I'm a new Christian. I have all things. All things are mine. Yes, I know that. But Paul, who taught us more about the new creation than any other person, said, after you got born again, I still had to pray for what to happen. For God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. For there to be a distribution of what has already been given to you by allocation. How many of you ever worked in local government or you did NYSE? Local government, or you know somebody who worked in civil service or state. How many of you did a contract for a government parastatal or something? How many of you have done NYSE? How many of you had your allowance, your allowee delayed at some point? Was there an allocation of that? Was there the distribution at the right time? So that means that the fact that there is an allocation of something does not mean you will enjoy its distribution. So what Paul is saying is that you have an inheritance by allocation. But the distribution of that inheritance is predicated on prayer and intercession. Oh, if you can say amen, say come on. It says that the father of glory, glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So that what is going to happen, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened let's read together that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the continue in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised them from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the Ulamakaya. How? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age. And what else has it done? Put all things. Ha. All. How many of you know this is loaded? How many people know this is loaded? How many of you know that you don't fully understand it yet? How many of you know that God is going to help us this morning? He's saying 
that there is something God did in Christ that was not just about you getting saved. He's saying that that whole thing that God did, the death of Christ, the burial of Christ, the resurrection of Christ was not just an intervention to move you from death to life. It was that, but it was not just that. That it was a display of God's power. <laughs> it was a display of God's power that in those three days, God condensed his power and display the power. Paul said, I have to pray for you that your eyes will really understand that if God could raise Christ from the dead, that boil that is currently on your body, you don't need to give it seven days, it can disappear now. If you can understand what Christ did, that that addiction you're struggling with, you don't have to wait till 2025. Say, God, I'm giving myself three years. I will overcome this addiction. He's saying, now it can happen. Somebody shout, open my eyes, Lord. Paul is saying the problem is not power. The problem is your perception of it. The problem is not, is there power or not? The problem is, are your eyes open to see it? Because I can give you a 50-pound note and you think it's paper for Akara. Oh, come on, somebody talk to me. I can give you a dollar note and you just go, what is this? I remember a story, something that happened many years ago. Uh, my, my grandfather passed many, many years ago, over 20 years ago. And then we had some of our cousins who were living in London at the time. They were very young. They were about, I think, four and five or five and six or something like that. And back then, they were spraying money during the reception. The man lived a very long and filled life. So there was a party and all of that so they were spraying money spraying money and I remember that one of my younger cousins one of my younger cousins I think he was about eight or nine or ten they're about he knew the value of money right so I think someone had given him 500 naira. no someone had given him I think 50 naira but then the guys from London someone had given them 500 naira and that person who had 50 naira said let me give you my own so the person who had 15 naira, who knew the value of money, gave the Londoner 500 naira, and the 500 naira receiver was happy. The person did not understand that what I've exchanged for this is 10 times more valuable. Are you getting the point? He thought he was receiving something greater, was receiving something lesser. This is the challenge with the believer. A lot of believers don't know the power they have received. And so we think that that power is just for goosebumps and speaking in other tongues. Shots fired. We think, oh, the proof of that power is that somebody will fall down. See, the proof of resurrection power is not who falls down, is what they build when they stand up. This is important to note. This is important to note that Paul was writing to us. He didn't just talk about this power. He engaged that power. He built churches. He built men. He built systems. The entire structure that the church runs on right now, the blueprint was given to Paul by revelation, by understanding this. It says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. In other words, the end point of that enlightenment is knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. 
that you may know why it does not matter how much power you have if you don't know it. Oh, let me say that again. It does not matter how much power you have if you don't know it. It does not matter how much money you have if you don't know it. It does not matter how much favor you have if you don't know it. It does not matter how much help you have if you don't know it. It does not matter how much strength you have if you don't know it. He says if your eyes are enlightened, then you will have the spirit of knowledge. that You may know. You may know what is the hope of his calling. The hope of that calling is not just the hope you have because God called you. The hope of that calling is what God was hoping for when he called you. Get it? <laughs> when you're reading, particularly the New Testament, you want to check out the terms. So for example, when people say, I'm preaching the gospel of Christ, there are two dimensions to that. The gospel of Christ, most people think the gospel of Christ is that they are preaching Christ. But the gospel of Christ is not just the gospel about Christ. The gospel of Christ is the gospel that Christ preached. Are you hearing that? So if I say somebody is singing the song of Dunsin. It does not mean that the lyrics of the song are do sing oh yeah come you are anointed do sing do sing do sing oh yeah come what does it mean that he is singing the song he was inspired are you understanding that so the gospel of christ includes the gospel of his person but is actually the gospel of the kingdom are you hearing that? Because Christ didn't speak a lot about himself. He spoke more about the kingdom than of himself. So similarly, when you read the hope of his calling here, don't think it's the hope that I have because God called me. It is the hope that God has by calling me. This is why you have parables in the Bible like the parable of the unprofitable servant. Which means that when God calls anybody, there's a quarter that God is hoping to reap from that. Are you getting this? Enlightenment. That your eyes will be understanding. Somebody say, Lord, open my eyes. Say it with meaning. Say it with understanding. Say it with faith. Say it with desire. Say it online. Lord, open my eyes. That you may know what is that power. What is that power? That power is so important in the beginning. The Bible says, in the beginning, God made heaven and earth and darkness upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. So we understand that in the inception of creation, watch that, we see the power of God on display. How do we know that? The Bible says that we know by faith that the things that were made were made by things that were not seen. Then it says that we understand that God made all things by the word of his power so even in the inception of creation we see the power of God in display the father spoke the word the word the father spoke was the son 
and the word was brought to pass by the spirit so there is a synergy there god spoke the word the word is the son the spirit manifested the intention of the son in the physical dimension so the power of god is distributed by the holy spirit the holy spirit is the executor or the activator or the materializer if there's that word of god's power in the earth somebody say the holy spirit carries the power of God say the Holy Spirit releases the power of God so in the Old Testament everything that God did he did as a function of his power let's look at a few verses real quick if you go to Genesis sorry Jeremiah chapter 32 many of us know that Jeremiah chapter 32 it says our Lord God thou hast made the heavens and the earth how have you done that? By your great power. Has God done that? Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by what? I need your voices to be louder this morning. By your outstretched arm. And what's the last line there? Think about that. God, you have made the heavens and the earth. How have you made the heavens and the earth? By your power, your great power, and by your outstretched arm. How many things are difficult for God? Can God heal cancer? Can God heal STDs? Can God heal Nigeria? Can God heal your body? Have people died because of illnesses? Does that reduce God's power to heal? Have people failed because of a failed system in Nigeria? Does that reduce God's power to reform nations? So God is great. Somebody say nothing is too difficult. Think about the situation in your life. Say it's not too difficult. Think about that challenge in your family. Say it's not too difficult. It's not too hard for God. So number one, we see God's power visible in creation. Somebody say visible in creation. So the stars were made by the power of God. The moon was made by the power of God. The plants, animals, birds, the giraffe, the kangaroo, the horse, the monkey, the dog, the gorilla, the human being made by the power of God. The rocks, lakes, rivers, oil deposits made by the power of God. All those things were created by God's power. The reason I'm trying to establish this is some people think that God's power is only applicable when it comes to word of knowledge, when it comes to uh, uh, word of wisdom when it comes to healing but let me tell you something God's power is applicable when it comes to your architectural designs when it comes to your fashion design when it comes to your structural design when it comes to agriculture do you know that there are people who have engaged this part of the dimension that they get a farm and they say that there is no water supply in this place but by the power of God God says if you strike the ground over there water is going to come out of the well I come this morning to broaden the horizon of somebody's mind and to remind somebody that before there was a church, a synagogue, a temple, a cathedral or any kind of physical building, the power of God was already in operation. We don't see too many people falling down in the power, under the power in the Old Testament, but the power in the Old Testament was just as real as it is right now. Are you hearing me right now? They didn't have the indwelling presence of the Spirit, but the power of God was there. This is the reason the 
same power that created the river could part the river. Are you understanding it? The same power that created the mountain could be could remove the mountain. Jesus said, if you have faith as little as the mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. In other words, the power does not just remove, it can also move it. Some of you need some things removed from your body. Let it be removed in the name of Jesus. Some of you need some things removed in your mind, in your psychology. You are anxious. You are nervous. You are feeling overwhelmed. You are feeling subdued and irrelevant. You are feeling like your wardrobe is old and nobody cares for you. By the sovereign power of God, by the voice of Jehovah, by the mantles of the glory of to come, I proclaim there is a removing in your life. In the name of Jesus, I wish somebody will say a louder and stronger amen. Whatever has not been placed there by God, whatever has not been placed there by God, we remove it. We remove the lump from your breast. We remove the cataract from your eyes. We remove the wax in your ear. We remove the pain from your joints. We remove the dysfunction in your family. We remove the confusion trying to encroach. We remove you from the wrong relationship. We extricate you from the wrong association. We remove you from pressure. You have the power. Somebody shout power. Hey. Somebody shout power. Power. Help me go to two people real quick. Chat them a little bit and tell them God can remove it. God can remove it. God can remove it. God can remove it. Some of you are too tired to even remove yourself. Too lazy to stand. Too casual to move. How can you expect to move mountains when you can't even move your body? Move to somebody. Jerry P is good to see you. Move to somebody. Tell him God's power. Power. Christ demonstrated the power of our creation. So the first expression of power that we see in the Bible is the power of God for creation. Somebody say creation. Christ multiplied loaves of bread. <laughs> He spoke to the winds. Peace, but still, he walked on water. Come on, somebody. The apostles were baptized in this revelation to the point that they threw John in hot oil. It had no power over him. Hebrews says, men over whom fire had no power. Are you understanding this? So the first dimension is creation. The second dimension is recreation. So we see the power of God displayed not only in the old creation, but in the recreation. We see God's power renew and regenerate, and we'll get there shortly. In the new create, in the recreation. So all that you see from Genesis chapter 3 to Genesis, Revelation 21, is the recreation praise of God. That's why Revelation 21 is that behold, I make all things new. That's where Israel got that song. You make all things new. Yes, forward. Right? So let's move forward. God recreates. Recreates that he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Make all things new. 
The Bible says, Paul, David said, you renew our youth like what? Oh God, come on somebody, she'd see that. You renew my youth like what? That means that the believer has the right to be aging backwards. So if you don't like the way you look right now physically, you can engage this power. Why would you believe Dr. 90210 over Revelations 215? Liposuction, facial remover, facial transplant, nose trimming, jaw chiseling. Are you understanding? The ramifications of this power predates what we call the church. You have to understand that. Otherwise, you will fall down at the anointing when we pray today. You will receive, you feel And then on Tuesday, when somebody on the bus says, you say, you now be scared. When your landlord says, nobody in this house will bump a key. They have cursed me. Who is that devil? Do you know the power you carry on the inside? Are you understand? Devil, if not joke, stop him. If not. Who is tired of knowing memory verses but not displaying the power? Who is tired of knowing how to lick a payakata but you don't know how to tell them at work if we do it like this we will fail but if we do it like this we will succeed. Who is tired of being a nominal Bible carrying organ beating spontaneous song singer but a weak jelly jawed lily levered spineless wonder spaghetti indoor me two minutes everywhere scatter believer you gotta tell yourself my kingship is not relegated to the four walls of a church gathering I carry the spirit of God I carry the power of God I am clothed with power he says the righteous as bold as a lion hey bring it on devil I'll walk on it bring a scorpion I'll step on it Bring a snake. I'll trample on it. Bring your fire. I will swallow it. Bring hell. I'll douse it. God says, Behold, I give you power. That's why the business has to grow. They're no born you well, they born you well. Grow. Grow. That's all. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Israel, do you get what I'm saying? Olumide, do you get what I'm saying? Are we saying God didn't have power before the fivefold ministry? He had power. Are you getting what I'm saying? Creation, recreation. Number three, new creation. God displayed his power through the new creation. And the new creation is God's masterpiece. Because the new creation I taught during immersion is that physically there's not much appealing about us the angels are in awe our bodies are made of dust <laughs> can you imagine that bodies made of dust their bodies are made of light our bodies are made of dust one breath out boom looks like a clay pot are you getting this so just by being a human being 
you are a case study for heavenly beings just by being a human being human from humus soil you are a case study angelic beings are puzzled <laughs> Fatima, God's fire is visiting your belly. I don't know what it is, but I see God's fire around your belly region, doing a deep work on the inside of you right now. And God's power is displayed not only in the new creation, but in the conception of the firstborn. What's the conception of the firstborn? Luke chapter 1, let's go there real quick. Luke chapter 1 from verse 34, there about the angel comes and, and says to him from 31, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. The angel is speaking to Mary. He said, you will conceive in your womb. And bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. Look at somebody say, I have no choice but to be great. Say the firstborn is great. Oh my yatasaka. You see, a lot of people think that when we speak like this, this is motivation. And some people, some preachers are doing motivation. Because they don't know the revelation behind what they are saying. When the Bible says you will be great, it's not a canal thing. It is just that God's definition of greatness is different from man's definition. <laughs> great with God does not mean you have a new car. Does not mean you have a Bentley. Does not mean you have a Mercedes Benz. Greatness with God is how has what you've done on earth translated into eternal value. Which means that greatness with men may include popularity, but greatness with God does not necessarily include popularity. In fact, popularity can become a distraction from the greatness God has for you. Because no matter how great my kidney is, it does not need to be seen on top of my belly. That's dysfunction. Get it? He'll be great. He'll be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him what? Do you see kingdom? Will give him what? Oh, come on, somebody shout this. He will give him throne of his father. So if you want to understand the dynamics of this kingdom, you've got to study David. Verse 33. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. How? Forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So the believer in Christ does not have a better yesterday. They can never say, we don't know what happened to him. Oh, he used to be hot. She used to be fly. They used to be this. No. He says that this kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. It's not like APC or PDP or NLP or RIP or any other P. It is the K-I-N-G. It is the king of kings, which means that next week I'll be better than this. Next month I'll shine brighter than this. Next year we'll be much bigger than this. Oh, that's why in a few months we're going to Lekki. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because to the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. If there is space, we'll take it. If there's land, we'll occupy it. If there's a system, we'll reform it. If there are souls, we'll save them. Shout yes! 
never allow the enemy convince you that all God can do has been done. Never. Never. <laughs> Verse 34. And then Mary said, now this is a question. Then Mary said to the angel, like many have saying, I'm a king, I'm a king, but how? Mary says to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? I'm not intimate with anybody. I've not received the seeds that can produce this kind of life. Don't forget that we now, watch this now, when we're listening to this, we understand that the throne that God is speaking about is not a physical throne of David. Are you understanding? Mary did not know that. We know that. He, she didn't know that. So Mary literally thought, what I'm going to give birth to is going to inherit the throne of David. Now, for a peasant girl, that is totally preposterous. Totally. But the peasant girl that she was must have realized something. That a Caesar, a king, an authority figure can pick anybody he likes. And the moment he picks anybody he likes, once he puts the seal of his identity on that person, the entire kingdom will submit to that person like they submit to him. You've got to understand this. God is the king. This is why the story of Esther, I remember Mordecai and Esther, the moment Ahasuerus picked Esther and Esther became queen, everybody had to bow to Esther. Are you following? Let me tell you, the king is the king of kings. And guess who the king chose? Guess who the king chose? Guess who the king chose? He chose you. So the angel said, Mary, don't worry about you. The power does not lie with the person that is receiving it. The power lies with the person that is giving it. The DNA is not in the womb of the woman. It's in the seed of the man. The characteristics are in the seed of the man. The potency is in the seed of the man. And the womb of the woman will just amplify the characteristics. Of the, of the seed of the man. He says this is the deal. The Holy Spirit will what? Come upon you and the and the power and the power of the highest will overshadow Jimmy gave me my cloaks in the, in the office red and yellow I folded them on the chair there he says the Holy Spirit will come upon you Mary no man Mary teenage girl Mary unsung Mary unknown Mary seemingly irrelevant Mary incapable Mary inexperienced Mary no theological background Mary no prophetic lineage Mary well God has spotlighted you and is saying the power of the most high will come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you I am not talking about Mary I'm talking about you I'm talking about you I'm talking about you and that thing that God has sowed as a seed in your spirit where you see yourself preaching and evangelizing in villages and the cripple walking and you're wondering how is it going to happen the problem is you are too conscious of yourself and what you know and what you don't know well God 
that this is not about you. This is about an assignment that I initiated before you were born, before your great-grandfather was born. And the same way I used Moses and Elijah and Daniel and Peter, what did I use? I didn't use them. I walked through them. In other words, it was my spirit that was working upon them. What it means is when you are covered by this, nobody cares about your skin color. Nobody cares about your height. Nobody cares about your pimples. It is not you, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. In other words, whoever has the mantle will operate in the same dimension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It does not matter that you're Cooper. You will walk in the same power if you have the mantle. We are not looking for your face. We are looking for his face. We are looking for his glory. We are looking for his power. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. For God has caused his light to shine. And we have seen his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, the Holy Spirit is your makeup artist. Do you know a good makeup artist can make anybody look like anybody? Do you know that? That a good makeup artist artist will take a big broad nosed African man and cause that person to look like Princess Diana. Give her some powder. Give her some cleanser. Give her some toner and give her some time. Well the Holy Spirit comes with the makeup kit of heaven and it looks at the face of Jesus and looks at your face. Your face doesn't look like the face of Jesus but when the Holy Ghost comes he's going to put the right powder of perseverance the right lipstick of love the right toner of truth and years later they will look at rough uncouth disciples and say this man have been with Jesus because they look just like him they sound just like him they design just like him they I feel the power of God in here. Look for somebody. Low leg somebody. Tell them power. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hey! Uh, yeah, just reduce the volume. I like the tone. Reduce the volume. Somebody shout power. He says he will take off the Father and he will give to you. He will take off the father. Problem? You are too conscious of yourself. So when God says preach on the boss, you're like, what would they think about me? You're the focus. That's the problem. When God says that guy that is blind on the roadside, go and pray with him. You're like, what if he doesn't see? Is that what I told you to do? Go and pray with him. And who told you I want to open his eyes? Maybe I want to open his heart so that he doesn't kill himself because of his spiritual blindness. The power, Shendabaka. John, the power of the highest. Do you know when it says overshadow you? We will not even see your shadow. Why? We don't need it. When Peter's shadow was healing people, it was not Peter's shadow. It was the power of the Most High overshadowing his shadow. When people brought aprons and handkerchiefs to Paul and they were getting healed, 
Physical was not the handkerchief. Mantles don't heal people as in physical mantles. It's the angelic. Karabata. Alekosaba. He says to overshadow you. Somebody shall power. Remain standing. I'm, all, I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, God. That's why he said, you believe in me and all of that. I believe it's John chapter 20 verse 21 or so. He says, I spoke to them that he breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 1. He says, tarry. He says, wait until the promise of the Father. Wait until the, until the promise of the Father. Luke 24 verse 49. Let me show you something real quick. What's the promise of the Father? The promise of the Holy Spirit. He spoke of the Holy Spirit. He says that's the empowerment. Your zeal will run out. That's why the Bible does not say to the prophet, the zeal of the prophet shall perform it. God knows that man's zeal is insufficient for God's work. This is the reason some of you who have done projects or maybe you have a, a book project or a business or something, you share the vision with people and they were very excited day one. Week two, they are very excited. Week three, you are calling them, hello, hello, hello. You couldn't hear them because zeal can run out. That's why God does not entrust his commission to the zeal of man. He says, the zeal of the Lord. It's the zeal of the Lord that shall perform it. In other words, Cooper, come real quick. When I put the zeal on him, that's why God places the burden on you when he wants something done. It's the burden of the Lord. You just wonder, why am I always thinking about this thing? Why am I thinking about it? Why am I thinking about it? Because there's an allocation of divine power that has been budgeted for you to activate, initiate, support, or resource somebody who's already doing that assignment. So if this person runs out of zeal, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. God will just lift that thing. Are you hearing this? Elijah said, I'm the only one. God said, eh? If I hear 7,000. No, 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 no. Go and anoint Hazael. Go and anoint Jehu. Go and anoint Elisha. The zeal of the Lord never runs out. Have you not heard? Do you not know? That the God, the everlasting God, he's never weary. <laughs> Neither is he tired. And they that wait upon him, they are the ones who will renew their strength. What are they going to do? They shall mount up. Why will they need to mount up? Because they will confront mountains. Bills will mount. Opposition will mount. Criticism will mount. But when those things mount, I will mount up. Pressure will mount. I will mount up. With wings. Like eagles. And guess what? I'm going to run. And not be weary. What are you going to do? Walk. And not faint. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, not every time is flying time. Sometimes you just walk. You can't move as fast as you were, but you're making progress. Do you get that? Let me show you one more thing. He says, don't engage the Simon Vicky until you tarry. Wait for the promise of the Father. 
They said, you receive power. When the Holy Ghost, Shabayata, the same Holy Ghost that came upon Moses' rod. Do you think it was a rod that parted? No. The Holy Spirit directs, watch this. The Holy Spirit directs the resources of God. This is the reason angels are activated by spoken words. When I say spoken words, not the art form. Even though they can. <laughs> but when the believer speaks the word of God, guess what he's doing? He's releasing the breath of God. Because you cannot speak without breath. You can't sing without breath. You can't speak without breath. Breathing is essential to intelligent articulation of intent. Oh Lord, help me now. Because without breathing, you will grunt. We know there's a sound, but it's not coming out. So the word, watch this, cannot be distinguished or separated rather from the breath. The word is Christ, the breath is the spirit. The father is the spe speaker. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life because breath is life. When the person runs out of breath, is run out of life. When somebody is running out of breath, he is running out of life. So when God is speaking to you, watch this, and you receive of him, God is breathing on you. So the breath of God is not always some hysteric cyclone that spins into the room. But right now, as the Holy Spirit is speaking, the breath of God is sitting on you. Have you noticed that you come to the gathering, sometimes tired, weak, stressed, but after the first service, you're already inflated. Because you are like a deflated balloon. But every sound, every song, every prayer point, the declaration, then the message comes and the impartation of life. And the balloon begins to receive the breath of God. And things that open up in your spirit, man. And now you can rise and you can fly and you can soar. Because this is not about you doing something differently. This is about you opening up to the difference that God makes. So you shall receive the power, then you shall be my witnesses. It is the spirit who gives life, the flesh prophets nothing, the ones who speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. John 6, 6 to 3. 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 3 verse 6 says that God has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Why? Because the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Luke 24, let's go to verse 49 very quickly. In the second service, I will tell you four administrations of that power. Behold, I send the promise of who my father upon you what's what do you got to do tarry untire you tarry in the city of salem jerusalem the city of peace until you are and 
endued. Somebody say, I'm endued. With what? With what? From on high. I like the translation that says you will be clothed with power. Can you get me that one? There's one that uses the word clothed with power. Yes, amplified. And behold, I was sent forth upon you what my father has promised. Now, do you know the Holy Spirit was promised from the Old Testament? You know that? Joel 2, many other places, but Joel 2. Send the last days I will pour out, can be a little high. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Why did they say all flesh? Because they would see the spirit as a sprinkle on certain people. The lineage of prophets. Or every now and again, the Lord will extend that to people who are not called into the office of prophets or consecrated in the lineage of prophets. And they will see the spirit of God in the same dimension. God is saying that what I want to do in the last days is that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Which means that whether you've been to Bible school or not, your life will become a classroom where the teacher called the Holy Spirit will begin to manifest. Please play something. Don't just do ambient. Are, are we saying this now? So he says, I will clothe you. I'm going to have to borrow. Let me borrow Jibi's jacket. Can you borrow me your jacket? So I will clothe you with power. I will clothe you with power. I will clothe you with power. There are many garments God gives the believer. Unfortunately, the major garment most of us know is the garment of praise. We don't know the garment of power. And if all you have is garment of praise, you will praise, and that's great. And I'm not saying don't praise. But there are times where Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. But there are times he also spoke. Hey, Lazarus, come out. Ephata, be open. Rise and walk. Receive your sight. That's the garment of power. In other words, assuming, watch this, subjugation to the spirit. When you are wearing your clothes, we are not seeing your six pack. Some of y'all didn't get that. Oh, some of you didn't get that. When you're wearing your clothes, it's not your six pack we're seeing. Many of us are trying to flex our muscles to do what the spirit wants to do. So you're making your boast against Goliath based on, eh, you have spear, me, I have six pack. David didn't say that. David said, you come against me in the name, or rather with swords and spears, but I come against you work. In the name of the Lord, I've clothed, I've been clothed with power. So when David stood before Goliath, he was not saying, I'm a shepherd boy, you're a shepherd man. Goliath, you've been a bad boy. He was going with the confidence of the power. When was the last time you walked into your office consciously that I'm not just wearing Ahmed Allen or Tag or Phoebe and Jade, I'm wearing power. Do you understand this? Wearing power and walking in power. 
for favor. Watch this now. The next time you sing that song, don't think about power being the lane. See the power is the clothes you're walking in. I'm walking in power. Walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. Say I'm walking in
because God has blown my socks off but there was this particular pair of socks I had a leg I was looking for for, the, for a long time long long time asked my wife about it and there's just something in our house we don't things don't get missing we know where things are so we're looking for a key or some money or socks we always find it right so I was looking for this pair of socks because we don't like to lose things we don't like to lose people to amen just looking 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 searched everywhere at some point, I said, okay, maybe last time I went to Ibadan, a long time ago, I left her there. Remember, I was thinking like that. I told my sister, help me check the house and all of that. Didn't find it. And then sometime last week, was it last week or two weeks ago? Last week. This last week? Wow. So this last week, I don't remember what I was looking for. I think there was a pair of shoes I hadn't used in a very long time. In a very, very long time. As far as I was concerned, I had searched everywhere. Yeah, it was on Sunday, the show I went to the event on Sunday. So I just brought out this pair of shoes I hadn't used in a very, very long time. Maybe up to a year or before the lockdown or something. And that leg of socks was tucked in the deepest parts. I had the other one and I kept it. I could preach a whole message from that. But what many believers do is because they can't find the other leg of their socks, they despise the one that they have. So now people say, it's not about teaching, it's not about teaching, it's about power. Let's display power. So they would display, in fact, some people will stop preaching and say, it's just this power, power, power. Are you following? Some people are still growing in the power gifts. Be like, it's not about power. I want the two legs. Who am I talking to? I want the two legs. And I'm happy I kept the other leg of socks. Now I have the two legs. In fact, if I had known I was using this illustration, I would have brought the two legs socks as a witness <laughs> two legs are you getting what I'm saying the other thing is the fact that you are not applying does not mean you've lost it you have just placed it deep in a shoe you have not worn in a long time this week you will wear those healing shoes again 
so manifest the healing grace will just be doing you. It will be doing you. It will be. There's one vision that's been growing in my heart. It's just been growing for the last about two months. But the last two weeks have been so crazy. When I say crazy, like I'm talking to my wife every day about it. Like we're supposed to be talking about different things. Then if I'm having a meeting about it, you just start feeling that. Because don't forget what I said to you. The zeal of man cannot perform it. But the zeal of God. But zeal is fire. It's burning sensation. When you are close to God, the things that are burning his heart will start singeing your skin. You start feeling it. It will start doing you. You will just see all of a sudden those naked people on your streets. You will see them today. Your heart will break. Don't wait to start an NGO. That's the mistake. Don't wait. Every week, take your 2,000 naira for those children and buy them indomie and noodles or whatever. Do it for the next three months and see if God will not shock you. When I say shock you, somebody on that street would observe and say, I have an office somewhere I'm not used. Do you see the operation of the spirit? The second thing, the Bible says you'll be clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, 49. It says you'll be clothed with power from on high. And I love that because... You know, all the while I didn't use the socks, the socks was not wearing out. It's still as fresh. Your gift is still as fresh. The hidden anointing is still as fresh. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. So word of knowledge, word of wisdom is when I stand here. I write prophetic posts. My wife does the same thing. So in our posts, people are coming to the DM. Now this is what I am dealing with now. Do you understand? That is a word of wisdom. Some of you, your WhatsApp story is for complaining. Nigerian sun is too hot. We already know that. The government is incompetent. Tell us something new. I will jackpot. Do it already. Stop. Just do it. After me, I told you, pussy, is going to get a passport two years ago. Some of you are like, I'm going to Canada. Ordinary passport. You don't, you don't even have passport photograph. We don't want your complaining. We want you, don't complain, complain before God and walk in the path and make the mountains a plain so that more men can come to him. Your WhatsApp update, powerful pulpit. Some of you sing well, sing. Some of you draw well, draw. God's revelation goes beyond letters. God has been revealing himself before men discovered writing. Got to understand this, guys. Say, so if I, I can't write, I can't speak. What do you mean? Said so the stars speak of it. The heavens declare his handiwork. Paint it. Paint God for us. Paint him. Harm him. And stop being conscious. My voice is not good. See, do you know how many songs I've released now? There are people that can sing me under this carpet. On, as in they will sing me away but they haven't blessed the millions that my sons have blessed are you, do, you, do you see how it works because many times you are conscious of yourself that's the problem be conscious of the glory of Christ he says the power is from on high do you know why I like it because Jesus already taught us earlier on in Matthew 5 he said that in Luke chapter 5 I think he says that in heaven there is no rot 
and the things there don't spoil. That means if you're cool from on high, that blazer will never fade. That shirt will never go weary. Can we give God praise for revelation this morning? Give God praise for revelation knowledge. Two people tell them you have the power. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.